Welcome, dance lovers, to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Hello and welcome to this episode of Ask a Dancer, the podcast where we interview performers across a wide range of performing arts genres. My name is Stacey Morgan, I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts and we have a dance school on the mid-north coast of New South Wales. Today's guest on Ask a Dancer I have known forever. Lisa Edwards is currently dancing with the Queensland Ballet, but a very, very long time ago she was dancing in the studio with me. If you have a suggestion for a guest, someone you'd love us to interview, please make sure you get in touch. Tweet us at Dance Stacey and use the hashtag Ask a Dancer. We would love you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave us a rating or review because this is how we help share our love of dance with as many aspiring dancers as possible. Ask a Dancer is made possible with the support of Dance Around the World. Dance Around the World are the dance tour specialists and they provide dancers and dance studios with the opportunity to see their name up in lights all over the world. If you would love to dance down Main Street in Disneyland, perform in Hollywood, take class with Abby Lee, Dance Around the World are the people that can make that dream a reality. So get your dance teacher to get in touch with Roz and the awesome staff that she works with at Dance Around the World. You can reach them at dancearoundtheworld.com.au. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Ask a Dancer. I'm really excited to talk to Lisa on the phone. It's been quite a while since we've seen each other. And so let's get her on the line. Okay, let's go. Lisa Edwards from the Queensland Ballet, thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer. Thank you for having me. So I've known you for what seems like a hundred years, though both of us can't be that old. Uh, you grew up dancing no. in, a, in a small country town like I did, and we used to meet once every year at our concourse event to dance and to learn more for get to get ready for our ballet exams. Tell me, what started you dancing before those years that I met you, and who really influenced you in those early years? So I was about five when I started dancing and actually wanted to be a tap dancer, believe it or not. Oh, goodness <laughs> I watched, me. I watched a lot of um, Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire, and even from an early age, it really um, inspired me. I've just always loved musicals, and so that's why I kind of sought out dance lessons. Oh. And my teachers at the time, Doreen and Virginia Thompson, who you may remember, yep. um, they guided me into doing ballet just to get that good basis for a technique there. So I started off then doing the ballet for a little bit. Then we added tap, jazz, uh, national character, a bit of song and dance, a bit of everything. So, yeah, yeah just to get that real basis there. And it was, yeah, from those musicals and Ginger Rogers that I really um, wanted to be a dancer. I had no idea that you were so well-rounded, a triple threat. Yeah, nearly. I actually did. Um, yeah, I did my advanced tap. I think I was about 15. So, oh, yeah. awesome. So how did you know from going from studying everything, when, when was the moment that you went, okay, well, ballet might really be the thing for me? Yeah, I think um, if I try to think back about it, it was probably when I was around 13 years old and, you know, um, had done sort of more of my higher level exams and had started doing a few competitions here and there and um, with Dorian and Virginia travelling to Sydney and doing a couple of bigger competitions there, sort of getting a bit more exposure to the dance world and just seeing where I stood amongst the level of dancers. Yep. Um, they were always quite very open about, you know, I have talent but then, you know, where do you go from there and how do you... Um, develop that talent and use it to its best ability so it was really good for me coming from a small place like Dubbo just to sort of get out there and see what it's like because you know when you're going you know you sort of become the small fish in a big pond when Absolutely. you go to somewhere like Sydney it's so it was crazy you'd be doing the Sydney set set and there'd be 70 people in a section and they're all from Sydney suburbs and then you scroll down the list and it's like Dubbo and then it just keeps <laughs> going with Sydney suburbs so <laughs> it was very eye-opening for me just to be in that environment and also, I guess, an introduction to 
bit more competitiveness. Yep. Um, you know, there's obviously a little bit of dance school competitiveness in the small areas as well, but not like in the big cities. So um, it was good. And I did get to know a couple of girls through a few of those competitions that I ended up going to my full-time training with. So that was really nice because I already had a little bit of a connection there. So a great story in keeping your competitors um, close and being friendly with those people that you're competing with, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And it was nice because, you know, moving out of home at 15 to do full-time ballet training and moving from Dubbo, again, the small place, to another city of Melbourne, um, again, I was terribly, terribly homesick. So I, you know, once I'd made some friends there and, you know, had a bit of a routine, it became a little bit easier and just to be... Um, involved, I guess, and to really yeah. commit to the program and not be constantly worried about what was going on at home and how how sad I felt to be away, but what I was actually pursuing and what I was doing. And yeah. you know, it's really wonderful the way the Australian Ballet School is set up with the company. So you'll be doing your training and you've got the company down the other end of the building and, you know, you can poke up to the windows and have a little look and see who's there and, you know, all these other idols I'd watched on, you know, my video when I was growing up. Yep. You know, the VHS we borrowed from the library. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> just, you know, you could see them all there. So it was quite fascinating just to be there. And actually, um, it was in my third year of training that I did a little bit of extra work with the company, just kind of, you know, sitting at the side of the stage. But um, I really remember it was February in 1999. And so my now boss, Lee was doing the leading don cue and I was like sitting on the stage watching him at the time. So wow. it's just really funny now when I've told him that story, but it's, yeah, just come back to that. And, you know, that that's, you know, the ballet world is so small and everyone's connected in some way or in another. Yeah. So what you did three years, you left Dubbo to go to Melbourne, three years at the Australian Ballet School. What was the next step yes. after that? Um, so after that, there wasn't really much work in Australia at the time. So um, I ended up doing a bit of an audition tour and I went over to Europe, so mainly Germany and um, Switzerland. Fabulous. For about four months, I did all different auditions. I kind of um, made some friends in one of the companies there in Hanover. So I kind of used that as a base and then travelled to and from auditions, you know, because cool. it's obviously very hard when you don't know the language, you don't know how anything works. Um just it was a real, um, I don't know, just growing up experience, I guess, being yeah. that organised and sorting everything out time-wise and planning and train and accommodation and, you know, just the audition experience itself is something that is really difficult if you haven't done it before and yeah. with those big cattle call auditions too just because there's so many people there and to really keep your focus and know why you're there and not to be sort of freaked out by other people that might be like next to you stretching their legs away and they look yep. insane, but you know, everyone's there for themselves. So it's really, um, a really good learning experience, I think. So whether you get the job or not, you can always learn something from an audition. I think that's what I took from it. Yeah. So, and just taking yeah. class in so many different places around the world, how, how fascinating as an education in itself to see how, how it was done somewhere other than, you know, the small dance school in Dubbo. That's really awesome. Exactly, yeah. And because there's so many different ways and styles of teaching and every teacher brings something different. Um, the great thing is that ballet is always French. It's That's yeah. the ballet language. So you can always understand that. So even when I was over there and they're speaking German or Italian or Spanish, whatever, it would always come back to a ballet plie. terms and you could work it out as well. So. <laughs> a plie is going to be a plie no matter whereabouts in the world you're doing it. It's so great. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> We're so lucky we have that universal language that we can get off a plane anywhere in the world, find a dance studio and then be able to connect with people. I just think that's incredible. It is. It is. It's a very unique um, profession 
dance. There's nothing like it. And that, yeah, you might not be able to um, verbally communicate, but by dance, you, and you have got such a great understanding of other dancers and what they're going through as well. So yeah. I think you naturally just, yeah, feel drawn to them. So what was the moment when you you graduated, you got yourself a contract, you're working professionally, you're on stage working with a ballet company and you went, holy moly, I've made it. This is it. Yeah, it's um, (laughs) because my first contract was in a little town, not little, but uh, St. Gallen. So it's about an hour from Zurich. So Switzerland, beautiful, beautiful place. Stunning. Like sort of gingerbread fairyland. Yeah. So it was a lovely place. And in the theatre there, we sort of did the ballet shows, the opera shows, the operettas, the musicals, we kind of were involved in everything. So I think it's um, like once you're over there and, you know, I had my own sort of apartment settled and I've got a bit of a routine and you're walking to and from work and then especially in Europe coming from Australia and then I'm walking to and from work in the snow Yeah, and you're just walking into the theatre and you're like, it's just all of a sudden, Magic. yeah, it does dawn on you that this is your full-time job now and you're so lucky to be able to do it and I know it's very unusual, I think, because it's, you say job, but it's not really a job because it's something you want to be doing. Oh, absolutely. And aren't we lucky to be able to have a profession that that mixes so well that that's a lifestyle? Exactly. And that's exactly right. It is a lifestyle. So it's um, more than just your, you know, nine to five or 10 to six. It is a complete lifestyle. You live it, you breathe it, you sleep it. It's everything so yeah from how you look after yourself in the morning what you want to do after work what you're doing on the weekends you've always got that in the back of your mind you know taking care of your body as well so dancers like to play hard they like to rest hard as well so (laughs) downtime is really important so absolutely recovery so speaking of taking care of your body you haven't like most professional dancers you've had your fair share of injuries tell us how you work through um getting injured the setbacks that are involved with that entire process and what really motivates you to keep moving forward? Mm, yeah, there's always, um, it's always going to happen, you know, with elite athletes and people like ballerinas because they are elite a- athletes that you will get injured, you know, whether it be accident or just wear and tear or, you know, just little niggles. So I think depending on what it is, the hardest is to deal with is the long-term injury. Yeah, I've got a little bit of experience in this area. Mm. Um, I'm actually going through a quite a long rehab at the moment. So I'm about, oh, I'm about four months into a 12-month rehab, so wow. um, I'm very good at, they call me the rehab queen at Queensland Ballet, so <laughs> I'm quite good at um, organising and making a schedule for myself yeah. and um, you've got to, you have to really want it and find that dedication there and also it's really important to understand your injury, why it happened, how you can help prevent it, what you need to do to strengthen it and yeah. often dancers, you, you might hear them say that, you know, it's such a good learning experience being injured as hard as it is and, you know, it's really sad that you're missing out on things, but it's just such a good learning point and just really brings you a bit of clarity, I think, with what you want in your professional career, your technique, your artistry, just allows you to sort of delve into that a little bit more and take the time to focus on yourself. So when you do return, you're actually, most dancers I know that have been injured usually return better and stronger. And that's such a beautiful mindset to have as well that you can use the time. It's not wasted time. It's time to be able to focus on other things and to get yourself stronger to come back. Absolutely. And it's really important to to keep active and not just just dwell on it because, you know, these things happen. So I think for me what works is, especially with something like this, um, I would set myself weekly goals be going through that and, you know, 
And there's so many different phases throughout the rehab of different goals you're ticking each week and you reward yourself. Go out for a movie, get a nice meal. I like to buy myself some Pandora jewellery every now and then if I've <laughs> achieved a certain goal. It's just, nice. you know, all those little perks, you know, just acknowledge, acknowledge the achievements you've made and the small steps you've made along the way because, you know, that all adds up to that big journey at the end. Great. And can I ask what might be a if you question, it's okay if you can't answer it, but how supportive um, is the company when, when you do go out injured? Because obviously there are roles that you've been cast for or people have had you in mind. Do they mm-hmm. replace you with somebody or do they? Do you go on leave? How does that work? We're pretty lucky. Um, I've been supported by 100% through all the staff here. Um, we do have more than one cast when we go on for performances. So for me, for example, this happened before a double show day. So, you know, they were able to reshuffle it and work it out. So it makes it a little bit harder on those dancers. Um, but then, you know, then they go into planning mode and, you know, work out the rest of the season. So for me now at this stage, um, we kind of make a game plan. So they know how long you're going to be out for and what they can expect you to be returning to. Yep. Um, again, I'm very lucky that they are supportive and we've got a great medical team here. So, you know, I'm having physio a couple of times a week. I'm having Pilates and, you know, we've got our own Pilates, Pilates studio and gym equipment here. So, you know, I've got so much to work with as well. So it's very, um, very guided and specific rehab and because it's in their best interest to get me back. Absolutely. So um, that's why we all kind of work together towards that same goal, I guess. That's really good to hear you have such, that's, uh, such a strong support network behind you. Awesome. Do you have, yeah. when it comes to, to roles that you have danced, do you have something, any roles that stand out in particular that you love, that you would love to return to, or any roles that you have in the back of your mind that you haven't explored yet that you'd like to? Yeah, I think every dancer does. Um, I think a really special one for me um, was 2013. It was just after I got promoted and I got to do two roles I'd always wanted to do. I did Queen of the Willies in Giselle, yep. which was a bit of an evil character, which I don't usually get to play evil. <laughs> so that was delightful. Um, but then through to injury with some other of the principal dancers in the company, I ended up doing Giselle as well. Oh, wow. So, um, But that was because I was actually only understudy for that. So, But we had quite a few people go out during that season and yep. I had found out about five days before and then I was on. But again, you know, I'm quite a diligent person and this is what understudying is so important because you never know what's going to happen. So I knew it. They rehearsed me for a few days and then I went on and ended up doing kind of the last three shows of the season. So that was a really special moment for me because that was my first sort of full length ballet in the lead role. So I'll always, yeah, I can just remember that really clearly and just what it felt like being on stage and how special that was. And Giselle was the first ballet I actually saw at the Opera House when I was about 12, I think. So even better. I love it. It was really, I know it was just a really special moment for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously there's all the other big classics like, you know, Swan Lake and Romeo and Juliet and Sleeping Beauty. And I do love all those. And there's a couple of roles in there that I'd love to try that I haven't had the opportunity to yet. Um, but yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot, and we're very lucky now. We've got um, even more choreographers coming to work with us as well. So that's always quite nice when you've got people coming to create work on you. It just yeah. makes it very special and sort of personal repertoire for the company. Yeah, and then also you know the big, big, great versions that you know, bringing Romeo and Juliet from Kenneth Macmillan to Queensland Ballet. You know, it's the first time it's ever been done in Australia, and you know yeah. we're not the biggest company yet, but you know but we're able to pull off such a main scale, massive production. And yeah, it's it's quite impressive and it's really, really special to be a part of something like that. Ballet is really not taken off, but it's just even become more prominent in our society because it's always been sport, sport, sport. Yeah. 
but just the amount of people that are interested in Queensland Ballet now and how it's skyrocketed over the last few years, it's just it's amazing just to see how relevant the arts are in today's society still. So Yeah, and, and you're so well supported there. as well. The Queensland Government just seems oh, to be just so supportive and so behind uh, Lee's vision and everything that's that's happening. I just It's really exciting to watch. I'm jealous. Absolutely. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a very different ball game. Like I'll have people that recognise me when I'm out now, which is, and they'll come and say hello and everything. But yeah, it's just, we wouldn't have had that before. So it's really nice. And it's very, oh no, I'm very honoured to be a part of the company and to be such a prominent part of the company as well. It's um, been a really, a really beautiful journey for me that I hope to continue for a few more years yet. But nice. um, yeah. <laughs> Well, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. I would like to ask you, as I ask many of our guests, if you have a message for your 12-year-old self, so the little girl living in Dubbo working hard at the ballet studio with Miss Virginia, do you have a message if you could give to her? What would you tell her? Oh, I'd say if you have a dream, go for it. It doesn't matter where you're from as long as you put in the work and the dedication there and if you've got that passion there, it's going to keep driving you. So, yeah, if you've got a dream, go for it. You never know if you don't try. Awesome. Lisa Edwards from the Queensland Ballet, thank you so much for joining us on Ask a Dancer. Thank you very much. Got a question for one of our dance stars? Tweet your question to at DanceQA with the hashtag Ask a Dancer. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ask a Dancer. We are trying our best to make these episodes as regular as possible, so please share the episode if you enjoyed it with your friends. We have a Facebook page as well, Ask a Dancer. Please check us out and like us and share our content. If you have any burning questions you'd like me to ask one of our dance stars, then make sure you get in touch. You can find me at, at @dancestacy on Twitter. Make sure you use the hashtag #askadancer or hit us up on the Facebook page. We would love it if you could leave us a rating or review on iTunes because that is the way that we grow and get bigger and share our love of dance with lots of other people. And special thanks to our friends at Dance Around the World. They are the dance tour specialist and they make this podcast possible. If you want to dance on Broadway or see the sights of Euro Disney with your dance friends, then get in touch with Dance Around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in and until next time, I look forward to talking to you then on Ask a Dancer. Thanks for listening to Ask a Dancer with Stacey Morgan. Get in touch with us at WPMPA.co or at Dance Q&A on Twitter.